Buju, this is Psychologists Say, a podcast where I talk about the psychology of everyday living, and I'm your host, Dr. Tammy. Thanks for joining us. If you're new to the group, welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about emotional eating, and the reason that I'm choosing to talk about this today is uh, weight issues and uh, eating, obesity, and health. That's one of the areas that I really uh, specialized in in my early career in psychology, especially in Indian country. And so I think that it's really important for us to dig into this concept of uh, of how our emotions play the significant role in what we're choosing to eat, how we're choosing to eat, and when we're choosing to eat. And tying together this fact that since the pandemic, our emotional eating and our, our weight, our obesity, our lack of activity and, and being physically uh exercising and eating well has all changed and decreased since the pandemic. And so this data that I'm looking at and that the researchers are showing us is that a lot of people during the pandemic and even before, they are linking eating to a certain emotion. And when you're emotionally eating, it's usually a stress response. And there are two types of stress. There's a positive stress and negative stress. And then so when you are having some kind of high emotion or stress, whether it be positive or negative, if you're eating in a way to enhance that feeling or block that feeling or avoid that feeling, it's more of eating in terms of an adapt, a, mis, a maladaptive way of coping versus allowing yourself to feel. So food is really one way that we can use something external to help us distract, escape, or suppress something internal, such as a feeling. And so when we're tying our eating, not to hunger cues, but to an emotional cue, and this could be unconscious or conscious. So remember this, a lot of people, this isn't your direct awareness. It's not in your direct conscious level of understanding that when you're experiencing a heightened emotion and it could be a strong and maybe it's an uncomfortable emotion that is uh, resulting in you feeling very unsafe or are agitated with the feeling reaching for something like um, high comfort foods high foods maybe high in sugar or salt or some kind of texture that's that's comforting or smooth. These are the things that we may just naturally or over time have started to gravitate towards without really thinking about it. So now I want to start having this conversation because uh, the data is showing that since COVID, and I think this is before, but things have gotten worse in terms of um, the increase in emotional in, in uh, eating and then also an increase in, in substance use and these are all paired with increased daily life stressors and, and other problems. So it's a, it's a much bigger issue. And so if we can start today just by thinking about the, the way that we, what kind of relationship we have with food and to be more mindful, and that means taking a minute to examine when we're eating, is it paired to an actual hunger cue or is it something that we're doing in order to 
bond, and then that could be that positive, that you stress, but we're doing it to bond or to celebrate. And we're doing it as part of a, maybe a ritual or a, a level of comfort or excitement, or we're eating in terms of avoiding something uncomfortable, something that's anxiety or fear producing, and that we'd rather distract or uh, escape that feeling by by eating. So that eating provides a distraction. It provides uh, some comfort. It may also train provide some chemical release in our brain if it's filled with certain uh, sugars or other things that affect our body. And it could help us in the meantime, replace a negative feeling with maybe something that could feel positive, like the release of of something, um, a hormone like dopamine in your brain when you eat something that's rewarding. So it's really important to start to think about and track because the more we engage in emotional eating and other kinds of eating that aren't hunger-based, the increased chance that we're going to have problems with our relationship with food and overeating, then that can lead to increased weight and then increased weight can lead to several other medical complications. So this is one of those topics that I think many people can relate to because I think most people have moments, if not all people, of course, when we're eating based off of an emotion versus actual hunger. So when I'm talking to you today, it's more those people who do this on a regular, consistent basis. So emotional eating is very natural, but when we engage in it very often and to really avoid these feelings, that's when it could lead to sometimes even eating disorders or significant problems with weight. And so I just want us to take a minute today. I feel like I'm going to talk about this subject many more times on the show. Today, I just want to get it introduced so that my listeners can start to take an inventory for themselves and maybe start looking at setting some goals in this area. When we think about areas in our life that could trigger this, it could be many, many things, but some common ones, if you're dealing with maybe financial stressors, maybe especially after the holidays, if you're dealing with working in a a toxic work environment, or even just a high stress environment where your productivity and your output is measured and you're feeling that strain and stress of deadlines. If you're having health problems that maybe you feel out of control of and that you're at the mercy of your medical condition and your medical providers, those are all things that could cause internal angst and maybe there's not as much internal control of your situation. So going to eating to provide some comfort and soothing, that's a very, and could be a very natural response for a lot of people. So I don't want you to worry. You're not, uh, you're not doing anything that's so abnormal, but again, it's, it's identifying how often am I doing this? And is there something and there definitely is something that you can do to start reclaiming your your power and control over this. Part of this, so I want to I want to end this session today just talking about a few things that you can start doing. And one is to be that I use the word mindfulness. So that's being very open, aware, um, bringing this to your conscious level where you're thinking about it the next time you feel like you're reaching for food. And I want you just to take a minute and examine your level of hunger. 
So we all get these natural hunger cues and you can feel them. And when some people may say they feel like they're starving and it's a good, uh, it's a good moment when you're feeling that hunger to examine how strong is it on a scale from maybe one to 10, but then also think when was the last time that I ate and what did I eat? Was it a, was it a big meal? Is this actual a hunger cue? And then to go deeper and say, if it's not a hunger cue, then what am, what's going on right now? And then sometimes you may tap into emotions like boredom, stress, uh, you're having worry, anxiety, fear, you're nervous, you're anticipating something, uh, you're grieving, you're lonely. You know, those are those deeper levels. And when you start to really examine that, you may then start to to challenge yourself to be okay to sit with a feeling. And when you're sitting with your feeling, it's really different than, than we've been trained. It's almost like society has trained us to try to shut out these feelings. And now we're trying to teach uh, people to sit with them and to accept them because they're very natural. Our feelings, whether they're, they're negative or positive, they are all legitimate. They all need to be experienced and felt. If you feel like, whoa, this is kind of a new thing for me. I really am uncomfortable with the thought of sitting with my feelings. You're also not alone. Uh, so something you can do is just sit and try to acknowledge it and then just label it. And maybe then you don't want to sit in, sit in it very long, but at least you're taking that step forward to acknowledge and calling this out. Uh, one example would be, well, you're right. I have no hunger right now. I just ate like 10 minutes ago and I'm already back at the fridge. I'm bored. I'm alone. I'm lonely. And I am, I'm calling this out. I'm choosing to eat, but it, it's due to an emotion. Even that is giving yourself some power over it. And so I just want you to start small like that and, and start to track hunger cues and then to tap into if where the emotion is. And then also, if you, I want you to ask yourself, how comfortable am I with feeling a bit of hunger? This was one thing that I really worked with a lot of people on is there are many people who are uncomfortable with even a little bit of a, a hunger cue. And so sometimes the hunger cue is a sign of something for them. It's triggering something. So they're feeding themselves maybe just too often because that, that, that feeling of hunger for some reason is, is something that they're uncomfortable with. And that's okay to let your hunger build over some time where you're eating in, in intervals versus just kind of consistently feeding that little bit of hunger. It's okay to let your body grow. That's our natural way to, um, that our body should take a break from eating. It should have a break from digesting food until the next time it needs it. And we only need so much to carry us through the day and through the night. So the next thing I want you to do is uh, just to think about, look around your house, see if you are setting yourself up for failure, which many of us are. Those foods that tend to uh, give us that emotional uh, support, that physical rush, uh, those sometimes are the foods that we tend to keep in our house or we have a special place for them. And we know that maybe they're really not the best food or the, it's not the, the best thing for us. 
yet we're really scared to let it go. Uh, You may feel like those are emergency situations. And I want you to just look at that and even limiting those a bit, getting smaller sizes, uh, downsizing your your, uh, selection, and just making some of these changes in your environment can really be a big step towards trying to track your level of eating and feeling like you're taking one step towards controlling this. And like I said, I will be talking about this uh, emotional eating uh, weight and uh, substance use. Uh, we're going to ha- have many shows on this season related to these types of behaviors. So keep checking in. Today, I just wanted to get the conversation started. So thank you for joining me. P.S. We all struggle with difficult emotions And we can learn to feel them and work through them so that we can be healthier at the end of the day. Miigwech.